Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. My name is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm just hanging out on this unenjoyably hot day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just dealing with it. <laughs> There's nothing so, else you can do. Yeah. But deal with it. It is that time of year. And by that time of year, I mean the 10 months out of the year where it's unbearably hot. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It is a Monday while we're recording this. This will be a kind of a quick turnaround. We haven't done a quick turnaround in a little while. Releasing this bonus episode on a Thursday, as is the B-roll way. I opted to use the B-roll name uh, for this episode simply because this is not science fiction. This is still film review, still indie or straight to DVD, straight to film uh, stream, excuse me, uh, review, but not science fiction. It may be the least science fiction thing we've watched for the podcast. Probably. I mean, I don't think there's any science in it. I mean, they get on a plane, which is a, there's a lot of science that goes into flight. No, I mean, we don't see them actually get on the plane. We see them on a so. ferry multiple times, and there's a lot of science. That goes uh, <laughs> Significantly less science, though, Just than what wood, goes I mean, on. You, you throw wood in the lake and it floats. Is that, that science? Mm. Is, that, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, maybe. Uh, so to get this out of the way early, uh, it is J. Cho July, as is tradition around here. Uh, we watch films by the illustrious filmmaker Jason Trost, a.k.a. J. Cho. Typically, we are a PG podcast. Occasionally, subject matter makes it, you know, PG-13 or what have you, because we are watching these films and they are about what they are. However, during J. Cho July, you can think of us as sci-fi and wise guys after dark. This is not child appropriate. This movie is not child appropriate. I plan on quoting it quite a bit, and you've been warned. This is an explicit podcast. Yeah. The only thing we can do is just not have watched it. Which, That's true. Which... Probably m- might have been my preferred oh. method there. <laughs> oh, or this, we'll start the fights early. <laughs> since last we spoke, well, not since last we spoke, because you actually came over to my house uh, yesterday and we watched this film together. But l- last we recorded together, I painted my living room and my hallways. I had a, I worked for 15 hours on Saturday to get that done. And my yeah. body is still sore and I'm already starting to slur a little bit because uh, I am adhering to the three drink minimum that this movie dictates. I didn't see that warning on the... Uh... Oh, it did. Yeah. Yes, mm. it did. There was the, the warning uh, at the beginning of the movie, three drink minimum recommended to enjoy this film or something along those lines. Uh, I can bring back our starting screen and figure out exactly. Well, that's the one from FP3. A lot more animated. Very nice. No, so like like standing up, my butt hurts. Just my butt is sore. Up and down. I have 10 foot uh, ceilings in my living room. And so it's just up and down a ladder constantly. Like we go up to put paint up. It's not as bad because you're up there for a while. And I have the extending rods for the paint, but like taking the tape down, putting the tape up, any sort of corrections or edge, edge work. It did a number on my body. You didn't get stilts like I suggested? No, I did not get stilts like you suggested. <laughs> but I needed a ladder anyway. So I got a really nice ladder that it's a step ladder. That also like flips all the way out into an extension ladder, so I can use it to get on my roof. I got to clean my gutters. Home ownership. Um, I also bought these glasses, which uh, the listeners at home can't see, but they they don't have a normal bottom. They have a pointed bottom, so they kind of like sit leaned a little bit. They look really pretentious, and I like them. 
Are we, are we just going to talk about things that are not the movie? <laughs> Let's talk about... You, if we can talk about the movie... I, you know, we're supposed to have that cold open. It's just I've seen so much of you recently. And we've already talked. I'm not sure what to talk about. Oh, uh, I mean... I guess we can talk about the movie. I got nothing. I have absolutely nothing for today. <laughs> All right, perfect. Let's jump right into this. We watched Wet and Reckless, based on a true story. Uh, it's a Jason Trost film. I believe it's his third film. After the FP and All Superheroes Must Die, uh, starring Lucas Till, Jason Trost, and Scout Taylor Compton. <laughs> the blurb for this film, I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. A reality television show goes horribly wrong, forcing its ill-equipped stars to hunt for buried treasure to find a way home. You know, not a bad blurb. I think it's actually a pretty good blurb. I have another one. Oh, where from? Rotten Tomatoes. The stars, open parentheses, Lucas Till, comma, Jason Trost, comma, Scout Taylor Compton close parentheses, of a reality TV show were abandoned in Thailand by their producers. Okay, that that also works. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, those are both the premise to the movie. This is available to buy or rent on Vimeo Video On Demand or Prime Video. Um, it is also available directly from uh, Jason Trost's, I guess, his storefront, if you will, uh, which you can find uh, if you look on Twitter at the Jatro, T-H-E-J-T-R-O. Or if you are in the chat right now watching this live, uh, there is a link if you really want to watch it on Blu-ray. Uh, if you are going to watch it or rent it or what have you uh, digitally, I highly recommend Vimeo over Amazon Prime uh, simply because Amazon Prime, Prime Video, excuse me, they love to put their own like AI-generated subtitles on things uh, and they're not great. Yeah. And you don't need to give Bezos any more money. You don't. He has enough. Yeah. Funny yeah. enough, you can have enough money. I haven't hit that yet. I don't think you've hit that yet, Chris, but I feel like Bezos yeah. might have hit it. I'm kind of getting there. You're getting so. there? Okay. <laughs> Congra- I'll, I'll hit you up later. So this film stars Jason Trost, as does almost all of his films. Sean Whalen has a small role in it. We've talked at length about Sean Whalen. Lucas Till has a lead role in it. Uh, we've talked at length about Lucas Till. Recently and last year with All Superheroes Must Die. Uh, last year being last J. Cho July. Uh, so the only new actor in this film, or new to us, I should say, is Scout Taylor Compton. We'll go down her filmography and talk about her in a bit. Uh, but to round out the facts, uh, Wet and Reckless has a 6.0 on IMDb uh, with a median score of 8. 38.2% of the votes being a 10 14.5% being a one, uh, and then eight, nine, and so on and so forth. There are no reviews anywhere else that I could find. I found some random websites that broke down the movie and talked about it, mostly giving it praise and just mostly also just talking about the film, uh, not really diving into its, I don't know, theming or, or anything along those lines. It did win like one little indie movie award back in 2013 that I've already forgotten and didn't write down. Good. Yes, that's where we're at. Perfect. So, Jaytro July was my idea, for better or for worse, and I picked out this film because there were not enough Jason Trost movies left. We did five movies last year. Not that we didn't think we would do another Jaytro July, but I was like, well, we may or may not be a podcast in a year. Who knows? Yeah. Let's just get it yeah. all out there. Uh, I loved, I love all those films. Um, so far, I've been pretty happy with this year's. But all of that to say. I'm going to give the floor to you to give your initial thoughts, opinions, criticisms, it sounds like, on What and Reckless. So this movie is billed 
as a satire, making fun of reality television to a lesser extent, like the personalities within those television shows, mainly because they just kind of, if you're making fun of reality TV, you got to make fun of the reality TV stars. Yeah. And like the viewer, this movie also makes fun of the viewer. And the reason for that is because while I was watching it, while I did, while I did enjoy myself, I did laugh. I didn't have a good time watching this movie. I don't think it's a very good movie Hmm. for a couple of reasons. One of them being, and we're just going to go ahead and give away the goat here. The plot in and of itself isn't really the issue uh, it, it, as if a reality TV show could have a plot. But what makes this movie difficult to watch is there's interstitials. So if you watch reality television in any form, and I think this movie particularly targets Mad uh, Mad Mad World, I think is what it was called on MTV. It's a Mad, Mad, it's a mad World, right? I have no idea. And so where they would get a bunch of strangers, stick them in a house somewhere away from everyone that they know, cut off all contact pretty much to anyone that they talk to, and then just let them deal with the chaos, essentially. Like Big Brother? Well, I I think Big Brother, like, you can't leave. Mm, We're in in Mad World, like, because the few episodes that I remember watching them, um, like, they had jobs, or they would go do stuff. Like, they would go to parties. They would go out. They would... Okay. But they're still living together, and they're forced to yeah, interact yeah, yeah, with each yeah. other. But they have yeah a bunch of strangers activities. that live together. Yeah, like the Chappelle show hilariously made fun of this with the thing with Puff Daddy, where he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, we're gonna put together an album or whatever." But that's what they would do. You would like go somewhere that you couldn't talk to anybody, and you have to deal with it. Also, they with Big Brother, they would um, make them do challenges like in the room. It's like, all right, everyone, change shirts. And that's where the drama would come from, Big Brother or something. Weird. This movie's biggest issue, like I was saying, is pretty much just the movie itself. (laughs) And what I mean by that is those interstitials that happen in those shows, like it's a marked departure from the scene. Like people are talking. It's like, you know, Billy and James are arguing because one of them wants to talk to Lily. And then Lily doesn't want to talk to Billy or James. She wants to talk to Bob. Well, Bob doesn't want to talk to Lily either. So, like, there's the drama that surrounds it or whatever. And then John is mad because they're talking too loud and he's trying to go to sleep because he has a job. No one else in the house has a job. He's the only one trying to pay the bills of the house. He's the only one cooking. There's also this whatever. There's drama, right? And then it's like you get music and then it cuts to commercial or you get an interstitial shot of them, like, you know, shooting the Eiffel Tower because they're in Paris for whatever reason. Sure. And, okay. and then we come back from commercial and then we get another interstitial shot and then we're back to the action. Are you talking about Wet and Reckless or are you talking about reality no, no, TV? I, well, that's what happens in this movie. But like, there's no difference between the scenes with their acting and then the interstitials because the music never changes and mm. the camera doesn't change. And we're in the same low, like we are in the same location that they're filming in, but there's like no cut other than the footage on the video or the footage on the movie changes. So I think like if you read some of the reviews like on Letterboxd or, or IMDb, I think a lot of people complain about like how this movie was filmed or how it was shot. And I think that's the problem. We watched it with two other people. And I think like 30 minutes in, I made a, well, I think like five minutes in, I made a comment about how the music was killing me. And you were like, what do you mean the music is bothering you? And I couldn't vocalize what, what about the music was bothering me. And then as the movie continued, I was like, oh, 
this is supposed to be interstitial music. That's why it bothers me so much is because mm. the music never changes. The scene changes and then the music continues on. Like, there, like I think there are very few parts in this movie where there is not music playing. It's like... It's, it's pretty it's, constant. It, and, and there's also no commercials because it's a movie, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, if you're going to make a parody of a reality television show, why aren't there commercials in your parody? Like, even if they're just dumb commercials... <sighs> That would actually, that would have been great, I'm sure. I think that just the big issue with this movie is it's one of his first movies. So he's like getting his legs underneath him. Mm -hmm. He's doing something that I don't think anyone is. Like, I don't want to say that no one's ever done. There are movies making fun of reality TV. Uh, I think one of them was called Mike TV. Yeah. Right, I think. That was a good one. Yeah, no, I just, I had fun with the movie. I enjoyed watching it. It was just kind of hard to watch for a couple of those reasons. Also, Lucas Till is in it. There's another reason why I didn't really enjoy it that much. Jeez. Wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right for it, huh? For the most part, I think the acting is pretty good. They are pretending to be party animal, drunken idiots. They're just going for it in every single scene. I think maybe Sonya didn't really sell enough of her character. She doesn't really get going until like the latter half of the movie. And, and maybe that was intentional. And when you say Sonya, you mean the actress, Scout. Her character's name is Sonia. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Turbo, whatever. Turbo. <laughs> but yeah, no, like she just doesn't get going in for a good portion of the movie. And and okay. again, that might, might be intentional. I'm not saying that that was bad. I'm just we have the 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 documentary section of the of the beginning of the movie with Sean Whalen talking about how he discovered <laughs> these actors. It could be just the camera work itself. I think that's his apartment. There's a scene where he's, this is just a little bit of trivia. There's a scene where he's sitting in a chair talking to the camera and above him, there's white binders with names on them. And I was like, Twister? Yeah. He was in Twister. And then like I kept, then we looked yep. at a few more and they were just uh, movies that he's been in. I guess he's just kept all of the scripts. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah. I don't want to say I liked it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. You thought it was so. funny, but the packaging wasn't to your liking. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I think that, Maybe if he if he made Wet and Reckless in 2019, as opposed to when this movie came out, 2013, like six years of filmmaking, I think this would be a lot crisper, it'd be a lot cleaner. Sure. But yeah. Normally, this is the part where I would jump into my thoughts and opinions, but instead, I'm going to counter your thoughts and opinions. Okay. Feel free. Love you. So this movie, <laughs> I thought the music was great. You're right. Maybe like professional style reality TV music might have helped sell the whole package. I didn't dislike the music. Oh, no, I liked that it was bad. I, I liked, yeah. not bad, like the music, like, yes, it's bad dubstep. Like, it's just, it feels like a series of sound effects. At first, it bothered me a little bit. I was like, oh, this is weird. And then I realized that they're making fun of the music beats in Jersey Shore. Like they look somewhere and it record scratches and then they go over yeah. here and it's a series of random dubstep sound effects, like too many, like one or two, too many. I appreciate the joke. I like the joke. I a hundred percent am okay with it. Not landing for everyone. I think, I think I, I get that. Something else you said you were comparing it to other shows. This is a hundred percent Jersey shore inspired. I've never seen a single episode of Jersey shore However, I watched several interviews of Jason Tross talking about this, uh, about making this movie, where it came from, what was the inspiration. And he, he was staying with a friend for a month or two, like basically sleeping on a couch. And that guy, uh, the friend, never left home. He just sat home and watched reality TV. And so he started seeing episodes of Jersey Shore. 
he realized like half a season of season in, he was like interested. He was like asking questions like, oh, is this character like getting back together with that character? Like he was like drawn into it and he was like, oh, this fucking sucks. This is horrible. The idea from the movie came from that. And then the prep for it, he watched six seasons of Jersey Shore in less than two weeks. He said he sat down originally to watch like a, a, maybe a season at most to like get an idea and get inspiration. Ended up watching six seasons straight because the stuff's addictive. And it is. It's Reality TV is so popular because the way it's made and the drama. And it's just like you said, the interstitials, which I'm sure I just mispronounced, all feed on your addiction and all... It's presented in a way that makes you want to watch it more. It's more addictive than I think a lot of other than a lot of other television, which is why it's so popular. So that's that's really where a lot of it came from. This movie was made on a budget of ten thousand dollars, which makes it the second lowest budget for any film that we've reviewed. The lowest budgeted movie for a film we reviewed was The Last Superhero, or All Superheroes Must Die Too, The Last Superhero, which was made on a budget of five thousand dollars, also by Jason Trost. 75 plus percent of this film is filmed in Thailand and it's Scout Taylor Compton, Lucas Till and Jason Trost are the only characters in the movie. While we were in Thailand, obviously Sean Whalen has a beginning part and some stuff near the end. Uh, it's just filmed just him in his office. Sarah Trost, Jason Trost's sister, who has like won awards for her costuming and makeup, who did the costuming and makeup for this movie. She was the cameraman, camera woman, camera person camera operator she was the camera operator jason said oh we want this to look low rent we want it to look like reality tv you've never done this before do your best and that's what we got which i think is a a fantastic artistic choice and i think it worked really well the scene where they're standing on the street next to a payphone and they can't get hold of the production company because the number has been disconnected and Jason Trost is like, there's cameras everywhere. And he looks around. And then as he walks away, he looks right at the camera at the last second. Like, just a small thing. Like, oh, he's a, the camera's there. And then an hour later, at the end of the movie, I don't know. I laughed way more than anyone else. So Chris mentioned that there was four of us watching this movie together. I thought it was hilarious. I thought every joke more or less hit. I really, really liked it. Scout or her character, Sonia Turbo, at the end, telling telling Dollars, Toby Dollars, played by Lucas Till, that, yeah, you've been on a reality TV show this whole time. You haven't been abandoned. This is the making drama. And he's like, what, really? We're still on the show? And then she looks dead at the camera. She's like, well, what? yeah, what the fuck did you think this was the whole time? I, I even it mentioned it. It blew my I mind. Was, it was fantastic. Like, we're like 40 minutes in, and it was like right, like, not right after it gets quote unquote revealed that they're canceling the show and recasting for an additional season. But I was like, I think that I said out loud, I was like, are they going to do anything about the camera person? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. is it, is, are they just never going to address it? I guess like it, it, it's if great. we're filming it like a reality show, now we're a full blown movie. Do the Russian guards not necessarily <laughs> care about the camera person that's invaded their secret hideout? Is there more than one camera person because they're filming both the Lobo Tro and uh, Dallas and Sonia like in two different scenes at two different times? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I loved it. That's that wasn't part of the problem that I had. Like you talk about the music, like I didn't. The music didn't bother me. Like I just like I couldn't figure out. There was like, why is this music? Like, what is it about this music that's affecting me? Yeah. And once I realized that, oh, okay, that because there are several times where they're just like, cool, we're in a house. Whoa, we'll zoom into the house. 
And the inspiration for Jersey Shore makes sense now that I know that. I don't remember watching very many episodes of that show. I don't know if they ever went to a different country and stayed in a house together. But who knows? Th- that, that's why I went straight to Mad World. Jersey might as well be another another world. I have no idea. So I wasn't trying to just like uh, counter all of you. Like yeah, your yeah. opinions are still valid. Uh, you're, yeah. you're, well, I mean, you started your you started your tangent with. I'm going to counter everything that you just said. Look, so you can't say that and then immediately say, I'm not trying to do that. Sorry, I wasn't trying to invalidate <laughs> your opinions, if, if that makes I don't sense. Know. I feel invalidated. Well, good. I love this film. I thought it was hilarious. I will watch it again. We watched it on Blu-ray because I did buy the Blu-ray from the Linktree, Jatro's uh, storefront. I might purchase a digital copy so it's a little bit more convenient and maybe has subtitles. I'm not sure. Uh, the Blu-ray did not have subtitles. I say that. It had random subtitles like built into the movie, just like you would in reality TV where like they're filming somebody, but you can't quite hear. Well, they turn around yeah. and you can't read their lips and the words are almost un- indistinguishable. Yeah. I felt like there were a lot of times where they did that where they didn't need to. Like they just did it. There was more than once where I was like, they're having a conversation. They're facing each other. No subtitles for person A. No subtitles for person B. Nothing's changed. Subtitle for person A. Go back to person B. Like it, it just kept going. Well, we talked earlier about like how he watched Jersey Shore for this, but like mm. for the most part, the only reality television I watch is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Religiously, say it. I mean, I, I just because I watch every season doesn't mean it's religious. I mean, it's the show my wife wants to watch. The show airs on yeah. Tuesdays and you watch it as it airs without fail. That Actually, is religious. That's, that's factually incorrect. It comes out on a Monday oh. and I watch it the next day on Hulu. Oh, so. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Maybe there needs to be some ducks around here so you can get your shit straight. <laughs> In The Bachelor, they do the same thing where they'll have people like whisper talking. They're like, oh my God, did you see the dress she was wearing? I can't believe she did that. But it's like the subtitles aren't needed for us because we can hear. The subtitles are for other people who are not as good as hearing, or maybe there's like, they don't want there to be any, I don't want to say t- things taken out of context, but they don't want, they don't want there to be any questions as to what's actually being said, maybe. Yeah, they want everything to be clear. But I mean, in this movie, they're just making fun of that. Oh yeah, 100%. totally makes sense. I liked the random black and white shots. Like it would go to, go to camera B, or shot B, back to camera A, back to camera B, which is in the same position, mounted in the same car or held in the same position, and but now it's black and white for no reason. And then it comes back. Maybe because they're filming outside a lot and they don't have, a, they don't have any control over their uh, environment because it's just the four of them doing this. Maybe they had to do black and white for some shots because of coloring and lighting and that type of thing. I recently saw, I, I think it was on Reddit, but it was a picture of Will Smith filming Men in Black. And he is sitting on the park bench. He's just been offered the position to join the men in black. And he's just sitting there, right? There's that scene. We've all seen it. This is a behind the scenes picture. There are like 18 different lights slash mirrors and all of this to try to make his, like just to get the perfect shot for him sitting on a park bench thinking about whether or not to join the men in black. So yeah, so maybe it was a lighting issue that made it the black and white, but I thought it was a great choice. I loved it. And the thing I was talking about earlier is the real world, not the mad world. Oh, the real, I... Should have known that. I just assumed you knew more than me, so I didn't correct you. When I thought of real world, I just let it go. The mad real world is the, is also a Dave Chappelle thing. Mm. Is that the one with like Bill Burr and a, we're just some white dude in a house full of, it's Dave Chappelle. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. That's the exact episode that you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, is that Bill Burr? I don't think that's Bill Burr. No? Okay. No. 
It's just probably some random PA that they just pulled on the set. <laughs> they just pulled somebody. They, they're like, hey, yeah. you. We need a shot. You look pasty. Get in here. <laughs> I love this film. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was good satire. That being said, I don't think it's great satire. Kind of like in the FP. I talked about this uh, in our last episode. In the first FP movie, where sometimes the satire and the parody maybe crosses the line or doesn't know where the line is and blurs it. I think this movie does that a little bit as well. Once again, I don't think this is a film that would get made in 2022. Not because of a bunch of white kids using the N-word. That doesn't happen. But (laughs) the Lobo, Jason Trost's character, roofies both of his friends at separate times. One at the beginning of the movie and one near the end of the movie. The fact that he even has whatever it's... roofies is it puts his character in question i know it's supposed to be making fun of that type of character but i don't i don't know like it made me a little like i don't know if it's the more awful you make the character the more you should make it known that it's a parody if that makes sense and i don't know if those two things are balanced a hundred percent i still think it's hilarious and knowing it's a satire and parody going in really helps but i think there's some balancing issues with uh with the satire I think at the end of the day, the characters get what they want. There's no consequences. There's no other commentary, I guess. And maybe it's just me expecting satire or parody to be more on the nose, and it's not. And maybe that's on me as a as a viewer. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how you felt about the movie uh, content-wise. As far as the satire goes, do you think it hits? Do you think it maybe goes too far? I mean, I think it's just, it, it's in the sweet spot. Okay. Because, like, it's going to... It's going to sound stupid, but like, <laughs> I, I want to say that like y- you and I, not growing up, but like our formative late adolescent years when reality TV really started becoming a thing. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about the real world earlier. I think the first episode like that came out in the early 90s. Let's look it up. The real world. Because they just had like a 20th anniversary or something. Um, 19, I'm sorry. 1992. Yes, yeah, they just did have a 20 year because 2022. Jersey Shore started in 2009. Yeah. So, like, right when I started watching television and really getting into television, like, I was just, there was this reality show, and then other reality shows started popping up. I already talked about The Bachelor, Survivor, Big Brother. Someone mentioned that already. I can't recall perfectly the exact moments in which I was like, oh, yeah, they're making fun of this or they're Mm -hmm. making fun of that. I do think that the satire is accurate. I mean, other than like somehow getting kidnapped by a bunch of Russian drug dealers. Like, <laughs> did you catch why he was in the wig? Uh, well, because they were gonna have their way with him. Is that why? Okay, I, yeah. I kind of I mean, that else? was kind of the impression I got, but I wasn't sure. I was like, he's just suddenly in a wig. One of the Russian guards, like the only one that has speaking lines, which I assume is one of the two. It's either <laughs> that was either Jatro or Lucas Still with quote unquote thick. Russian accent. Mm-hmm. He grabs his face, looks at his mouth, like cups his breast. You know, like they're gonna. Oh, really? They're gonna fuck him <laughs> for, for lack of. Well, a I know word, they threatened right? to sell him. Do you think dudes only buy girls? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only other actor listed that I'm not sure who they are because there's a there's Koi Jandro and uh, Kathy Sue Holtorf play Arya Aiden and the Loco who are replacements for the Lobo and Sonia Turbo. I don't know if this other actor who's listed, Matt Cohen, Cohen. as Cohen. Yeah. I don't know if that's the Russian guy or if that's... I can't remember if there was a, a stand-in for Toby Dollars. I feel like there was, and I feel like he was called like something along those lines. So 
Let's we'll just assume it's him. Yeah, let's just assume it's Matt Cohen. Let's see. We can look at the entire cast and crew, and it's the exact same list. Yep. So seven people, top cast. We eventually need to start paying for IMDb Pro, right? Like that's nah. Okay, good. They they can pay me. <laughs> like there were a couple like probably like homage sequences, like when they're at the Temple of Destiny. The Temple of Destination. Yeah, Josh was like, isn't that where Luke Kang's brother died? And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, that's exactly where he died. <laughs> like, I think I think Thailand was a great location to film on. Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, concept, I think this movie gets a lot of things right. I mean, I've, I've already talked about the execution of what I didn't enjoy. But, I mean, if not just if you're a fan of Jason Tross, but if you, if you like satire, you like spoof, you like yeah. comedy that makes fun of, I mean... No pun intended, but the real world. I think this movie's worth a watch. There are some sequences, you know, we already talked about um, the roofies. There's several instances in this film in which the Lobo and Dollars are talking about Turbo. Like, mm. yeah, we'll get her so we'll get her so drunk she won't know which one of us she's having sex with. Like, that doesn't age particularly well in any era. <laughs> no. Uh, in the context of the show, like it makes sense. Like, because yeah. that's, okay. you know, that's what they would do. Like, I, I'm not going to say it's what they would do in Jersey Shore because that that's slander. But I think the implication in a lot of those reality shows in which the actors or the cast members are like, because I've read several interviews about The Bachelor and Bachelorette where like when they have the rose ceremonies or the, the cocktail parties, they film like all day. They start filming at like 7 p.m. at night and they don't stop filming until like 5 a.m. And there's no food. There's only alcohol. So that's the reason why like the drama's ramped up because these people are in a high stress environment. They're intoxicated or inebriated. They're peckish. Sure. And then they're, I don't want to say fighting for their livelihood on the show, but like they're in competition with other people. And so heightened emotions, things like that. And I think like this movie just takes the subtext completely out of that. And just instead, like, force feeds the idea of them drinking alcohol to excess down your throat. I mean, there's even, we talked about a little bit when the Lobo's wearing the wig, like, he starts having a seizure. Because he has, I think he said he hasn't had a drink in an hour. Uh, Ten hours, yeah. He hasn't had any alcohol in ten hours. Yeah, and he's, (laughs) like, and they have, like, an emergency pour thing where they put it down his throat. And then he's, like, stops seizing. But he's, like, dead for, like, a minute. Yeah, like... You know, bites a dude's neck off. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's the a lot like light. there's a lot of things about this movie. Like I said, they get right. There's some things that they get wrong, but you know, that's all movies. I think overall, you're right. Like, there's an assumption, I guess, in the satire that I mean, they're taking reality TV at face value. When I think most people know that, well, it's edited down to fit in 20 or 45 minutes or whatever, and there's it's hours and hours and hours of footage, and they're just like, nope. What you see is what you get. Here's the guy. <laughs> I think I think the moment I knew what type of movie we were watching, Toby Dollars throws Turbo's guitar out the window of a moving vehicle. Cause he's like, I'm not holding this anymore. It just chunks it out. And they don't stop or go back for it. They just keep going. And then the very next scene, the Lobo offers Sonia Turbo. Uh, a drink he's like hey you want a drink and he's like and she's like oh i don't drink and he's like uh, yeah and i don't i don't fuck hookers here have a drink it's like oh wow oh, okay okay i know exactly who these people are right now like this is this is who we have let's set expectations let's let's go 
So I love this movie. It sounds like I liked it a little bit more than you, which is okay. We're, we're allowed to disagree. If you had to rate this a one out of 10, though, if I forced your hand, kind of like what I'm doing right now, it's a mm. 6.0 on IMDb with 173 votes. That's five and a half. Five and a half. I give this a solid seven and a half. Yeah. And my only complaints, like I said, literally my only complaints are just the film making. The editing, the, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, we we had a, a similar discussion about First Frontier, which is a fan film, like pretty much an independent movie in and of itself, where the biggest issue was the sound editing. Oh, horrible, yeah. It's the same thing in this, like when you're, an amateur filmmaker and you're you're doing things with the budget that you have like i i can't really criticize that that doesn't mean i have to accept it in my heart sure i could i could tell it that i don't like it well five and a half is way more than a lot of movies we've seen for this podcast i mean in all honesty like five and a half like you told you said five and a half i was expecting you to say like four three no it's i don't want to use the phrase it's too good of a movie for that but like there's just Looking at the movie in the context of a movie, like the things that I can criticize or things that I would criticize about any independent film that suffered from these issues or even mainstream movies that suffer from these issues. Like I can't really criticize the actors because it's not fair because they're portraying a a caricature of a real person. You know what I mean? (laughs) That leads me to my first uh, question here. Do you think this is the best Lucas Till movie we've seen? The best performance from Lucas Till that we've seen. When you say we've seen like movies that we've reviewed for the podcast? Yes. Oh, probably. <laughs> I actually, I liked him in this. I've been on the Lucas Till hate train for a long time. And uh, no, this is, this was great. The, uh, the scene where he's complain they're complaining about the hotel they're in and he just starts whining and it, and it says pr- in uh, the subtitles, parentheses unintelligible whining close parentheses and he's just making noises and like leaning on the lobo it's fantastic so so good the fight scene after he's been roofied anyway i just i really enjoyed his performance here i don't know if it's just because he was having more fun or the direction was better Uh, i mean and i don't think i hated him in all superheroes must die i just think i've hated him since then Uh, i know i thought this was his best performance do you know what my next question is, Chris? Is it why he's called the Lobo and doesn't turn into a werewolf? Oh, he bites people on the neck. But he doesn't turn into a werewolf, so... Mm. So the uh, the scene... This, that is not my next question. My next question is coming up. But the bitch hunter scene, where they're going into the, the, the house party to find a cheating girlfriend or whatever. Originally, there was a third male actor. They fired him or let him go a few weeks before filming and rewrote the whole script. Uh, around his character not being there. They were at a party and couldn't find, he couldn't find his girlfriend, whoever that person was, don't know who it is. So they had the camera rolling and they went and found her in some random room. Uh, And that's the footage that became Bitch Hunters. Mm. They added it to the movie. And that was, I I think uh, one of the people we were watching it with actually pointed out Sarah Trost. Oh, that was Sarah Trost in the hallway as they were walking by in that house party. She was like pointing them to the right room. I want to say that I'm very impressed with the fact that we haven't used the term pussy police for 45 minutes. Well, I, I was going to save that for the, if anyone decided to watch it on them, for themselves. Uh, <laughs> I wanted them to be surprised and they popped it off. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go ahead and I'll ask the editor <laughs> to edit that out. No, uh, who is Kelsey Grammer? I mean, it, in my heart of hearts, it's the Russian guard. 100%. Yes. And like, he's not credited as Kelsey Grammer. Like, 
he's not in the cast list as Kelsey Grammer. He never takes off his mask. You just hear his voice, and you're like, is that is that is Kelsey it, is Grammer? That, is that Kelsey Grammer? As a Russian mobster trying to extort rubies to sell cocaine that's in Ziploc bags? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I, I have a funny thing about Sean Whalen. Uh, we discussed him earlier. We've discussed him a lot in our podcast, yeah. His name, David D. McMichaels. Like, how can you have, like, two, like, middle names? Like, whatever that's called. Yeah, like the, the two prefixes. Like, doesn't D stand, like, D means of. And right? Mick or means what? of as well, doesn't it? Like, both of yeah. them end up being, yeah. Yeah. David of, of Michaels. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, Sean. I might be wrong, but my understanding is D and Mick and Ben all mean the same, like, more or less the same thing. It's denoting your lineage. So the fact that he has two, yeah. From not the same culture or language. <laughs> so, I mean, that's got to be a play on some famous reality TV show producer. Like, Maybe. Right? Or just producers and pretentious LA people. Well, I mean, like, Dallas Turbo and the Lobo, are those sound like the Jersey Shore names. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm glad that we uh, we agreed two times in a row now. On who Kelsey Grammer is. That's fantastic. What happens? Yeah. Did you have an idiot of the movie? I mean, it's gotta be the it's gotta be the Russian guards for letting a cameraman film in their location. <laughs> right? Like okay. e- even if sure. even if, you know, they're like, Well, this guy's reality TV show star, he would have a cameraman. That makes sense. Why would they let him film the cocaine? Why would they let them film them stroking the cocaine like a baby? I thought that the Russian guards were in on it and it wasn't really, they weren't in really any, any danger. And then the one dude got his head shot off. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Like, I thought it was all part of it. The whole point being that the Lobo doesn't see the camera because he's just so used to it being there. So he thinks he's really been kidnapped by Russians. But then the Russians start dying and then he bites the one's neck and kills them. So yeah, uh, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't disagree. I mean, it's hard to say like, I want to say that the Lobo is the biggest idiot because he's like, I have this treasure map for my dead father. We just happen to be here. Let's do it. Like, my dad never did it. He wanted to, like, like what? And then they're, like, tapping on the, the bricks to find the hollow brick and the construction zone to find the, the buried treasure map. And it's like, dude, let's go. Come on. Put two and two together. Is Sonia the whole time, even though she's the, she's revealed to be the handler and is kind of pushing on, she's like, I think you're making it too complicated. I don't think it's this complicated. Do you realize this is a toy compass? What? No. Yeah. I, I really do think it's the Lobo. I mean, you could say, you know, who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him. So maybe it's dollars instead. But I think that it's hard for me to to commit to that because the point is for them to be idiots yeah no it's it's got to be the russian gangster <laughs> you're right the russian gangster is kelsey Grammer and an idiot at the same time i think that's yeah. is that the first time we've had somebody win both maybe it's possible there's a first right here in this bonus episode of the sci-fi wise guys wrapping up jcho july 2022 i want to briefly uh touch on a few things uh, not related to this movie did you have anything you wanted to talk about as far as wet and reckless goes before we shifted gears isn't he working on like a pseudo sequel for Wet and Reckless? Okay, fantastic. Let's talk. Let's, I'm glad that you prompted me for what I was going to talk about next. So there is oh. a sequel to this. There's a pseudo sequel to this movie. He made a series of web shorts called Corona House, in which he plays the character of the Lobo. Uh, he's aging reality TV star 
who uh, goes to Australia, the land down under, in order to try to get his mojo back and try to gain some fame and ends up in lockdown uh, due to the pandemic for 14 days. And so it's kind of found footage type thing. Uh, The only people that are credited, I think it actually might have more actors than this did. Nope, the exact same number of actors. So you have Jason Trost as the Lobo. Uh, You have Talley Wickham uh, as Cassie Manx. Lib Campbell, who played Chitro, as a character named Cooch. Few more uh, actors we haven't I've never seen before. Their names, uh, their characters' names are David Locker, D One A Wago, Timmy Twenties, and then Mike O'Gorman, who plays AK Forty Seven, playing a character named Mikey uh, for one episode. It's got twelve episodes in it. It is available on Blu-ray. Ryan Gibson, yeah, was in the FP Two and Three. He was the sequel. Ah, okay, cool, cool. And he was in Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Wow, why didn't you lead with that? Jeez. No, man. I'm sorry. Uh, no, he was in FP3 as the sequel. In FP2, he's 3DO, Han Cholo, and Quackajax. Oh, he plays a bunch of characters at the Beats yeah. of Rage. Yeah. He's in FP4 as somebody named WMD, so we'll see. Uh, he was in How to Save Us. He was in All Superheroes Must Die 2, so he is around for sure. Uh, we talked about subtitles when we were discussing FP3, as as well as we. I think we talked about it a little bit today, too. I actually, I reached out to Jason Trost and asked, uh, so the Blu-ray editions of FP3 do not come with subtitles, but the digital copies do. Uh, when I got my digital copy from well, almost a year ago now, and I downloaded it from Vimeo, there's actually a second option to download the subtitles, which I originally didn't see. And so he pointed me in the right direction. So the digital copies do have subtitles confirmed, not just the stream, but if you download it for later, it has it as well. This has been a fantastic J. Trojan Live. Had a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on this journey with me, Chris. Watching well, these I, movies. I kind of had no choice. <laughs> I appreciate your input. I appreciate your participation, as it were. Thanks, man. Yes. I look forward to, I mean, next July, uh, we might be out of movies. I think we have Corona House left. FP Forevs should be out. So I think that uh, we'll have those two. We might have to do some sort of FP marathon. Speaking of FP Marathons, FP Fest 2022 is coming up in September. We don't have exact dates yet. Uh, there will be a marathon with all, all movies as well as various other festival-style uh, activities. Uh, if you're wanting to keep up on that, you can follow us on Twitter at SciFiWiseGuys. We'll keep you apprised. Or even better, you can follow Jason Trost on Twitter at TheJTro. That's at T-H-E-J-T-R-O. He also has a Facebook fan page, I believe. Buy all his movies. Uh, if these types of movies aren't up to your liking, if this kind of comedy, sci-fi, satire thing is, it isn't in your wheelhouse, still encourage you to find indie movies, find some straight-to-stream sci-fi stuff, find out who makes them. They've probably made other things that you might like, and definitely give them some support. And if you find something good or particularly bad, send it our way. You can email us your suggestions at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com or hit us up in that aforementioned uh, Twitter. You can DM us or just add us. It does not matter. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and just don't go anywhere with someone named the Lobo. And just remember, PPD for life. No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Landed. 
today is Culinarians Day. The f- what the fuck is does that, that mean? Is that for people who culinary stuff? Oh, like like food? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.